Wolfpack Nation. Uh, by the uh, fourth block or box here on this video, you can see we have an awesome special guest for you guys today. Um, it's none other than, I think we can call him at this point, NC State legend, Emeka Mezzi, uh, joining the pod. Emeka, uh, we appreciate you greatly. I know Wolfpack Nation appreciates you greatly, but thanks for coming on with us, man. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's it's our pleasure. We uh, this is one that we kind of had marked here for the last week or so as we were trying to get you on. And uh, man, I'm I'm really really excited about it. Um, so let's just jump in. Um, hmm. you know, you just uh, you finished up uh, at state this past off season with a bang, uh, and we'll definitely talk about that uh, as we get into into this. But let's just start from the beginning. Um, I know when uh, you came into state, I think it was 2017 was your first year. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you had a bunch of offers from, you know, different Power Five groups, um, you know, a couple from the Big 12. You had one from the SEC and then, you know, a bunch from the ACC with that being state. And and if, I'm, if my memory serves me, I think they were like the last one to offer you, um, you know, according to like the timelines that I saw. Is, is that true? Yeah, I think probably either last or like second to last. I got a couple late ones like my senior year, but I think they're probably one of like my later ones, yeah. Got you. Um so I guess just talk to that process. Um you know, you're a North Carolina native, um so obviously, you know, you're very familiar with with NC State and their football program, but just kind of just walk us through with, you know, how you got the offer, what, you know, led you to state, you know, just your whole recruitment process in general. Yeah, um I knew I wanted to stay in state, I think, probably when I got like a little bit older towards like junior and uh, senior. And uh, I was just kind of weighing out my options between Wake and uh, Duke and um, state and because Chapel Hill never offered. So I was kind of like weighing it back and forth. And I had really wanted to go to Chapel Hill at first, but thank God it didn't offer me. So, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just kind of talking with my parents and ended up decided that state was the best uh, fit. And I was very thankful that happened. Yeah. So. When I was looking at your 247 profile preparing for this pod, I, I saw a lot of that blue, um, you know, you were all, all in on them going to their camps and, and you, um, and, and obviously you said you didn't commit there. But one thing that I did kind of, kind of caught my eye on the 247 timeline was, did you actually decommit from state at one point? I did. I did, yeah. So did. yeah. So just talk about that. Was it just because you just wanted to make sure that that was the choice, or there was something that maybe happened? Or yeah, I was just I felt like you know you're just so young. I was like seventeen, eighteen, so I didn't really like understand the. I didn't understand everything. If that makes sense, I kind of yeah, was sure. just trying to get caught up in like a lot of different things. It just didn't matter at the point. And once you get down to like football, I think once I just started like maturing throughout my my senior season. I was able to just kind of clear my head. I was like, all right, like, this is where I need to be. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a life changing decision. I mean, it's mm. not even, you know, potentially for your, you know, it is for your professional career, whether that's, you know, in football or your, you know, your business life. Um, so um, it's it's a it's a big daunting yeah. thing. And it's it's culture, too. I mean, it, you, you know, you're going from high school where, you know, it's, it's a different mindset and mentality to like. I mean, let's be real. College is is not professional, but it it, it darn near is with it as much training and time is, yeah. you spend. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So once you got on campus, uh, just kind of talk about your freshman year. I know you appeared in, I think it was nine games uh, mm -hmm. your freshman year, um, but just kind of just walk us through, you know, the the change and and you know from playing high school ball into college. 
Yeah, that transition is very tough. I think uh, one of the tougher things is how hot it is, like, and the time that we practice. And then on top mm-hmm. of that, like, having all the pads. I don't know. It just, like, felt like it was hotter in college. I don't know. For whatever <laughs> reason, you have all these pads on and stuff. But I think the consistencies of practices and the intensity, like, the consistent intensity yeah. of practices, as hot it is, as it is, is, like, really, like, something you got to adjust as like a freshman because you don't practice hard at all in high school like you practice maybe like 50 percent and coming into college it's a it's a game like basically every single day and I think just getting your body adjusted to that which I kind of started to understand if I really wanted to play my first year I was like I have to take Mm -hmm. this very seriously I can't you know go around that yeah, yeah, so once you once you go ahead, Michael, you got something? Well, I was just gonna say we we talked to Mike Glenn a few weeks ago and he was kind of saying something similar that the actual difference in level of like football and intensity was bigger for him from high school to college than from college to the NFL. The biggest difference mm. from for him for college to the NFL was the business aspect. But as far as like strictly football wise, the jump from high school to college was harder for him. Right. Yeah, they I, I just think it's it's more of a grind. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, typically high school, you're only playing like maybe 10, 11 games. Um, and, then you know, you get the extra one to two games. Now, granted, if you make states and, you know, there's some games there, you know, in the playoffs. But I just think the overall intensity, like kind of to your point, Emeka, is it's just ramped up, you know, exactly. three, fourfold. Um, but uh, when you when you got to state and uh, h- how was the adjustment for you for like like the training being in coach thunder's program. Cause I mean, I'm sure that was that in itself was a culture shock from the yeah. way you trained in high school to college. I think, yeah, like there were so many culture shocks for me personally, cause I grew up in Waxhaw Marvin. So having the dynamic of the team that I had, the demographic that we had, and then coming to state where you see guys like Pratt and Bradley Chubb and you see Kelvin, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, our linebackers used to be like, five six and now i have this like six three <laughs> freak of like jermaine pratt coming at me it's like getting adjusted to that and understanding like the culture of the team was like a shock in itself and then like you said the uh training aspect of it is just so intense everything is so detailed with uh coach thunder which is why that like makes him great because he's so detailed and disciplined about everything and i think as you like adjust and you if you just like listen to him and do what he says and kind of like get on that path like there's only like right or wrong i think once i was able to get on that path okay i'm gonna be disciplined i'm gonna be detailed i'm gonna show up 10 minutes early then everything gets easier for you once you make that adjustment yeah i i think i think you just brought up a good point everything is detailed and outlined for you right like it's Mm. it's like you it's it's so i'm i was in the military for 10 years so they basically tell you where to be when to be there to your point you you're not there if you're on time you're late you know everyone's heard that saying but the same thing right it's it's very regimented and structured um, and then by the way, you still have to go to class. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's not just about playing ball. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm sure that was a, was a big thing, but just talking about your freshman year a little bit, mm-hmm. um, what was, I guess your, 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 your most memorable moment? Like, was it your first catch going, running through the tunnel for the first time at Carter Finley? Like what, what's the yeah. one thing that really stands out to you in that freshman year? Um, I think. Obviously, that Wake Forest game, it was a, a blessing for me. <laughs> I didn't I want think. to bring that up. <laughs> no, it's all right. I, I'm not going to, like, you know, I was, I, I'm, like, thinking about it the other day. I was, like, I was 18 when I played that game, which is, like, insane. Yeah. And uh, I'm just thinking about it, like, 
that game's very memorable. Cause I scored my first touchdown that game too. Mm, you did. And, yep. uh, I was, and you scored uh, your second, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was about to get it. And like in yeah. your head too, while I'm going in, I make a great move. I'm like, I'm like about to score. Like I'm about to like win this game. For, like I'm like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's mm-hmm. go. I'm literally thinking that in my head is very like about to score. And then whatever happens, like, I think, yeah, it was just, that was very memorable because, um, like Raleigh, that's just like a huge like part of Raleigh for me because I had to become a man after that. Like, and mm-hmm. did. that's why I love Raleigh so much is because from eighteen to twenty two, I learned how to become a man, and that's like you know, I think that probably that game because there were so many emotions in that game. That's probably like my most memorable moment. Yeah, the one thing that I remember about that game, I mean, I remember I remember that game vividly. I wasn't at there, but mm-hmm. I remember watching it and I remember your tweet after the game and you know, mm-hmm. we I don't remember the exact words, but I remember you came out with a tweet and you know, obviously, you know, state fans are very loyal and very passionate, some <laughs> some to a fault. Um, <laughs> but um I thought most of what what I saw, at least on Twitter, I mean, DMs are a whole different thing. Obviously, we're not privy to that, but I thought you got a lot of love and support and then yeah. And the one thing for me that you didn't let that define you, like you, like you rose above that and, you know, that just made you a better, better player. If you ask me, I thought, um, you know, and then just, just walk us through, like, like, was it, was it a little rough? Like, or like for which part, like, like just the, just the, 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 some of the responses you got, I guess. Uh, Um, I think it was just, it was so many emotions. The thing, like I remember, that next day so like it's like a dream playing college ball and that was like my first game really playing mm-hmm. and i remember like randy moss had put me on you got moss and like seeing that the next day on like tv and all that stuff when i made my touchdown catch and like mm-hmm. i felt like i couldn't be too down on myself because i was trying to make a play like i wasn't like it right. wasn't like i was carrying the ball crazy and like, you know just you weren't full. showboating or anything. yeah no, nothing yeah, crazy yeah. like that but i was yeah. just trying to make a play and the guy like had a good effort play and uh none of the responses really crazy. Only thing I remember is somebody had like Venmoed me because I guess their like bet had like uh their bet had hit because we lost or whatever. So that was only like crazy thing. He, like that's actually a pretty Venmo'd funny me. story. Yeah, I've never told anybody that he like Venmoed me like fifty bucks or something like that. Know, it's funny. But, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um so so let's just um because I mean, I've got so many questions and so many thoughts, but let's let's talk about the receiver room. Uh, we talked a little bit about before we we came yeah. on with you. Just talk about you know the receivers that you you had the I, I guess privilege honor to play mm. with. Um, <laughs> you know, you've played with some great wide receivers with Kelvin Harmon and Jacoby um, Thayer. Um, you know, you had Devin Carter last year. I mean, I. I I'm going to stop there. I'm, I'm going to leave someone out, but, but just talk about the type of, you know, that room and that, you know, we, we talked about too, is we as fans have been spoiled at that position for the last, well, forever. Let's be real. I mean, we've had some great players come through, but in the last, you know, seven to 10 years, uh, including your time, but just, just talk about that a little bit. I think, yeah, we, it starts with the coach though. It started with coach McDonald and he, I'm so thankful for her. At the time, it's like it was so rough. It was such like a tough like thing to do playing for him at the time. But like now, I look back, I think him like probably more than anybody I've met in that in that uh, room. Just because he was that's the person you spend the most time with as like Mm -hmm. when you're in college as your position coach, and he taught us taught me more about life than I think a lot of people have. You know, and that's what Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for. 
from him. But that room, too, was so competitive. And I think it started with Kelvin and Steph. They were just so competitive with each other. And I I just wanted to get in on that. Like, I was like, I have to I have to play. Like, I have to – after that first year, too, I was like, I have to play the second year. Like, I have to find a way to start. And that was, like, my, my goal was just to find a way to start. And Coach McDonald just always said, like, the hardest thing for a man to do is be consistent. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be consistent every day. I'm going to work. I'm going to have a certain routine I'm going to do every single day, regardless if you have a great practice, bad practice, or, you know, whatnot. And that kind of led for me to have that year, my 2018 year. And, uh, yeah, I just loved the guys that were in there. It was so competitive, but we all, like, cheered for each other. You know, Jacoby having that 1,000-yard season and then Kelvin had that 1,000-yard season as well, and both of them being first-team all ACC. Yeah. Like, that was so much fun being the third receiver that year because I was just trying to – it was just, it was no pressure being the third receiver. Yeah. I would, you know, get a few looks by Ryan sometimes in the game. If I started getting hot, he'd just keep feeding me. But like yeah. those guys usually took on the workload. And I was kind of like, all right, if we need another play here, like, you know, you can get him the ball. It was like a different role than I had these past couple of years. So Yeah. Before we continue, we want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Dress Up Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Mecca, you just brought up the... Uh the uh, the point of uh, culture and like how the upperclassmen kind of set the example. And of course, you know, when you got to that position and a few years later, uh, you were the one kind of mentoring the younger, younger receivers in your room. Um, and, and culture is a big thing in a program. Um, can you just talk a little bit about coach Doran and the culture that he kind of just, you know, sets the tone for the rest of the, the rest of the program? Yeah. Um, I think that's a great job by, um, Coach Doran, like you said, having his like rules and set and his culture set. And then I think Coach Thunder having his culture set as well, just everything being on brand and everybody's kind of on brand. And having that standard for everybody, it just lets, lets you like set the tone, if that makes sense. Like, we, it's yeah. something we stand by. If you don't have anything you stand by, then it's just going to be tough to, especially play college football. You got all these guys just running around doing all these different kind of things. But when you do have rules in place, you at least do have a standard and you kind of have something that you have your like backbone on, which was something that was just great about state, even though it was tough at times. It's like now I kind of see why we had it because it just made us who we were. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. I, I, I worked for a colonel. She always would tell me my audio has to match the video. And and I think that's just a really great way of saying it. You know, it's, you know, you can talk the talk, but you better walk the walk. So if, if one is out of sync, they're not going to make any sense. And, um, it just, it's just a bad look. So, um, I, I think, I think that's really important that the tone is set from the top and then, you know, it, people just kind of feed off of that. But, exactly. um, um, so just talking about your sophomore year, um, you know, that was obviously your breakout year, your first year, you had 13 receptions and then your next year you had 53. So, um, a, a big jump for you, um, and you did take on, like you were kind of saying, you were taking on a little bit more of a role in there. Um, what's the What's the one thing I guess would stand out in your, in your sophomore year? Um, that that was a, that was a really a really good uh, team there that year. Uh, you said something that stood out for me, or something that stood out for like the team. 
Either one or both, whatever, uh, however you want to take do that. Both. Uh, for me, I think was just I I don't I felt like I was just so loose that year. I was enjoying just enjoying like college, enjoying my life, enjoying you know everything that came because I wasn't the number one. So like, right? I guess I was a sophomore too, and I like met my goal of starting. Like my goal that year was like to start. Like I there was nothing else that was going to stop me from starting. So I was like. I had did that, and then I was like, I, I mean, I was just so competitive, and like, um, I hadn't scored the first two games. And I was like, I need to score. Like, I, was, I remember like getting off the like field, like versus Georgia State that second game. I was like, almost in tears. Cause I had, like just needed, to, I just wanted to do good and like prove to myself and prove to like everybody I was like good. And uh, I ended up scoring that game versus Marshall. The next game, then that next game after that, I had a Virginia game, which. I don't know, like when you, I was in the zone, like that game, I was just in the zone. I don't know what happened, but everything they were throwing at me was just being caught. That first half, I remember like very vividly. And I just made a couple of crazy catches and I was like, okay, this is like who I want to be. And uh, I feel like that year just for me stood out. It was just like being like free and just kind of like flowing and just not really like having any stress. And then for the team, I just felt like it was a fun year. Yeah, it was a fun year for the team. Like we just went out to we were like five and zero at one point. We played at Clemson. Yep. We were yep. like fourteenth rank, and I don't remember what they were exactly, but it was just a fun year. I felt like I just was able to like really enjoy football and college ball. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, for for me, like the one thing that that for me that stands out about your time at state was just the um, the reliability, if you will. Um, you know we. We, you know, especially your senior and super senior year, you know, if you needed a play, you, you knew where the ball was going. It was, it was going mm-hmm. to that number back there, number 86. <laughs> um, and, uh, and with that being said, you know, your time, you, you're top five in a lot of recept- receiving categories and number one in, is it yards? Uh, receptions. Receptions. That's what it is. Receptions. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, just, is there is there a particular number? I mean, you had um, you know two hundred and twenty nine catches for almost twenty nine hundred yards in your time at state. Is, is there a number or a stat that really kind of just pops at you? Go like, wow, I can't believe I accomplished that. Um, the fourteen catches versus Clemson is something that's always gonna yep. have a great place in my heart, just because the amount of every time I like see that game. Every time I uh, think about that game, I get a little bit emotional just because of how much that meant for the students, how much that meant for, you know, our staff, how much that meant for the fans, how much that meant for, like, us. And I just remember that, like, week, if we can talk about that for a little bit, like, I just, uh, I, I, like, remember just, like, talking with Thayer, and I just remember, like, vividly with Thayer, I was like, we're going to win. Like, there's no if and buts about it. If anybody was telling me anything negative that week, I was like, y'all don't even come my way. I'm Mr. <laughs> positive this week. Like, we are going like to win. That. It's going to happen. I don't want to hear anything else. And I just remember that 3.30 game, like, we don't get those a lot in the Carter. And that energy, right. I remember coming out to, like, seeing the stands and coming back from halftime, the stands are still, like, filled out. Like, that energy and then the whole game, everybody's there. And I remember vividly, like, just – that that OT and just looking at the the Carter Finley and looking at like where we like lift weights and stuff like that. I'm just like, 
thinking to ourselves, like, we're really about to do this. And hmm. it, was a, it was an electric moment. And that that number kind of st- sticks out for me because I love that game so much. Like, that 330 game and everything about yeah. like that game was just so much fun to me. Yeah, let's let's stay on that game a little bit. And I mean, I'll talk about some personal experiences for me on that game. I had a I have a buddy who lives out in Oregon. Um, he works for a company that's not Adidas. So we'll let you figure that out. But um, <laughs> um, he, he flew his whole family out. And, um, you know, I had him at my tailgate. I had 55 people at my tailgate for that game. I mean, it wow. was just I mean, everyone I mean, so just taking it from a fan perspective, like we were jacked, ready to go at nine ten o'clock when we get out to the parking lot like we were right. we were behind like we don't have those conversations like you guys do on the weight rooms or on the practice field but at the tailgate we're like today's our day like right. like yeah. there was nothing that was going to stop us Y'all tailgate me and hannah get the, the student gate right when the gates open we're just sitting on the asphalt waiting for the water <laughs> change we're there for a good five hours before the gates even open right. so we were ready we yeah were ready. It, we were extremely ready for that game it was just a different app. It was just a different, a different buzz in the air, if you will. And uh, that game, um, you know, uh, and we'll talk about this from your your perspective. And I, and I have some more stories here about that game. Mm. Like, you know, you know, Chris misses that field goal, and you know, mm. you know, everyone's like, "Oh, here we go again with Clemson in the field goal." <laughs> and 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 everyone was like, "No, we got you, bro. Like, th- this is this game is different. Like, nothing changed. You guys didn't waver one bit at all." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what that's what it goes to. Like, like I said before, that's that positivity. If you want mm-hmm. positivity, our leaders are such great leaders. Grant and Isaiah are such great leaders because they just feed positivity. There's no negativity, and like I feel like that week, especially if you want to beat a team like that, there can't be any negativity. You can't be one guy's here. Like the whole team has to be there. Even the, it's the stands, the fans, everybody has to be there. Like it doesn't matter what happens. That's right. So when he did miss the kick, I like I remember like looking up in the Murphy, just looking at the and missing that kick. I'm like, all right, like we're good. Like we got your back. And Chris is the best kicker NC State has ever had. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, it's just gonna happen. Like you're you're gonna miss mess up, and we have to have your back. And which we did. And Thayer makes a touchdown catch in OT, and then Devin Carter makes an insane unbelievable. Play. Unbelievable Insane catch. Play, so. Insane play. And then the defense holds up their end of the bargain, right? So, exactly. again, it's a, it's a complete team effort. So let's talk about what happened after that. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone rushes the field. And yeah. uh, what, you know, and, and, and I, know you, I know you have no idea that this happened, but you and I actually have a picture on the field after that game. And that's like <laughs> one of and I, I have it. And I was like. Said, I know you don't know this happened. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, mean, no. I mean, how many pictures you take? Probably yeah. a thousand. Uh, I yeah, mean, it's insane, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but just talk to, to me about, like, because that was, like, bef- obviously before Carolina. We'll definitely talk about that moment. But, uh, like, that was your first moment of, you know, our fans rushing the field. Um, mm. Just talk about that feeling. We'd seen all that, all that red just collapse from the stands <laughs> onto the field. Yeah, it was crazy because I'm like, I look at the ball, it's incomplete. I'm like, okay, we did this. Like, I'm I'm trying to run towards the fans. I was about to like jump into the, I don't know what I was about to do. I was just about to like, I don't know, celebrate with everybody. But then I see them start running at me. So I'm like, oh, like, this is not, like, you know, they're coming out to the field. Like, this is actually happening. And I, I didn't expect, I don't know. I just wasn't thinking like they were going to rush it. I don't know. I just wasn't even like. What? And, it, and when I started like, yeah, exactly. When I like started like running that way, they're running at me. I'm like, oh, like, they're, like we're all doing this. And they're um, friendly. They're friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't really remember what happened. I, I guess I started running and I kind of stopped and. I don't know. We just all were just grabbing each other. We were just all so excited. It was such a fun time. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like we, I, you know, talked, you know, before we, you know, got started with the pod, like, again, I didn't go to state, you know, I, I joined the military right out of high school. And so I never had a quote unquote college moment. And my, my 60 year old dad was standing next to me and, uh, you know, and we looked at each other and we're like, we got to go. And then so <laughs> my dad jumped on the field. And uh, I mean, sixty-year-old man jumping on the field. Um, and those walls are not short. Oh, the, walls. the Carter's walls are like ten feet. They're insane. And we'll talk about that too because we have another story. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. But um, I took the stairs, and I, so I was like, and so we found each other, and then I just started, you know, hugging players and you know, high fiving, and it was just, it was one of those moments that. You know, obviously you want to win more games, you know, and there was still a lot of season to be played at that point. But it almost felt again, you know, and Coach Dorn, you know, everyone remembers the Red Solo Cup with the cigar, you know, talking mm-hmm. to the ACC huddle folks. Mm-hmm. But it was just a big weight lifted off your shoulders. Like yeah. we did this like that right. was, you know, that was your class's moment, if you will. Um, yeah. Yeah. So but uh, no, that was uh, one of yeah. the greatest like it, moments. Go it, ahead, Michael. It definitely felt like like a program changing win like it wasn't just like a random upset like back i remember back in like 20 i think it was the 2012 the one where fsu was top five and we beat them and i mean we weren't really that good that year um but you know that just kind of felt like a random upset but that game last year against clemson that definitely felt like like significant progress and and a serious change where in the direction of the program there yeah, I feel like, especially for that year, too, um, it just showed us what we could do. And I felt like after that, we were ranked and, you know, we're yeah. like, we were just beating up on some people and we beat up on, uh, uh, well, we beat La Tech, we beat, um, mm-hmm. we beat Boston College, Boston after College. That, we lost to Miami. But, like, I just felt like we could we could play with anybody. like, And we did that year. Like, we played you with did. everybody, like, that year, yeah. which was, like, you know. So. No, I mean, and, and we'll get we'll, we're going to stop here um, and talk about that and some more on uh, part two. So Wolfpack Nation, make sure you come back because we're going to talk about that infamous Carolina game. Um, actually, it's not infamous. It's famous. Like, let's talk. Well, it's infamous for me and we'll definitely talk about that. But uh, um, Emeka, go ahead and give us your socials real quick um, and mm. we'll definitely bring them up in uh, part two and we'll post them in the description. But where, where can everyone find you? And then. Uh, and, and then we'll we'll talk about your your special project that you've been doing also. Okay. Uh. So my Instagram is e m e k a ten, and then my Twitter is just my first and my last name Emeka Mezzi. Yep. And yeah. And then so. uh, we'll, we'll tease it. He's got another one, and we'll we'll talk <laughs> about that Twitter account in part two. So you better come back, Wolfpack Nation. Um, <laughs> but make sure if you um if you haven't already done so, go ahead and give us a like at Tuffy Talk. Um, make sure you subscribe, hit that bell. Um, so you can get, you know, all the great contents. So you can see more interviews with great, great folks, great pack alumni like Ameza or Ameca. And, uh, um, but yeah, just, just, just do it. I mean, what are you waiting for? So, uh, Wolfpack Nation, we'll see you for part two. <laughs> <laughs>